is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. It wasn't just Mitchell Trubisky that made free agency news for your Pittsburgh Steelers over the past couple of days. Oh, no, 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 no. Some in-house signings, re-signings, I should say, and, of course, some external signings as well other than Mitchell Trubisky. Internally, have decided to bring back safety Miles Killebrew. Killebrew, if you remember, had the two blocked punts Yep. this season, uh, one against the Buffalo Bills and the other against the – blanking on the last one. Was it – Baltimore or Cleveland? Either one of those. Or Tennessee? You know what? All three of them. Just throw all three of them in a hat. Maybe Denver? Maybe No, it was much later. Yeah, I know. But he had two block punts this year. Good depth piece at the safety spot. Especially, you're trying to... You're letting Terrell Edmonds test for agency. That's been clear. So, I'm not saying that Killebrew decides to leave that you can just plug him in and have him start playing, but I do like the fact that you got a veteran still back there in the secondary that can be a special teams player mm-hmm. and can kind of just add a body for practices, for camp, for anything really. So I don't think it's a bad signing a deal worth $4 million. It's not even going to make a dent as far as their cap space is concerned this year. So I like that move. And the other one was re-signing cornerback Arthur Millette to a two-year deal. Uh, Millette stepped up into the slot and emerged as a potential replacement as Mike Hilton, obviously. Uh, he had 47 tackles in 16 games, including five tackles for a loss last year. Another big-time special team kind of player. A lot of no risk, maybe high upside, but probably just the more of the same when it comes to Millette. Again, though, I think it just signals you're losing Hayden. That's been clear. If you can't put that together on your own, just go to Joe Hayden's Twitter account over the past couple of days. A lot of very cryptic things that seem to signal this is the end, my friends, of my time here in Pittsburgh. So keep as many pieces in-house as you can in that cornerback room, in that safety room, because you're losing Joe Hayden and you're potentially losing Terrell Edmonds. And again, both of these guys, Killebrew Mallette, you're not really paying them much at all, so there's really no risk as far as the cap is concerned. And you're also not hinging all your hopes on Millette, go be our cornerback number two. Mm-hmm. Killebrew, go be our starting safety off of Minka. So I just see those two re-signings as very, I want to say meh, but I also don't want to say that because I think it's unfair because I think they are important pieces to bring back. But it's just kind of the you know the underlying things that aren't sexy that fans don't care about but are important as far as building a football team and these two are pretty good pieces to bring back. Familiar with your system in a defensive backfield that might be taking a hit this year, so you try to limit the damage that it takes in that defensive backfield. So I'm not opposed at all bringing these two guys back. I know fans, oh, oh all these people are signing all these great players, and we bring back Mallette and Killebrew. Are you kidding me, Steelers? What do about Hayden? What about two? Do you Edmonds? understand that every other team – are bringing back guys like this. Like this. But the funny thing, too, is that they said that, and then they had egg on their face about 24 to 48 hours later when Mitchell Trubisky decided to sign with the Steelers. Same thing like, when they were complaining about the wide receiver coach or uh, um, the the promotion of Terrell Austin. Oh, all we're doing is promoting guys from within. And, and, then, then, you go, Flores, and then you go yeah. out and get Brian freaking Flores. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this so, is what teams have to do. What, do you think that every team just says, okay, cards are on the table? was the second game he blocked the punt on. Because oh, I see a LA screenshot Chargers. of it right okay. now. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, 
like, do you think that people just say, "Oh, well, if it's a free agent, you get him. I don't want to take. I don't want to keep him." That's not how it works. You have to retain players. You have fifty-three guys on your team. They're not all going to be new people. You can't have them all be new people. You need to have some sense of continuity, and I think special teams is a good place to sure. have continuity on. I, I think the Packers last year in the playoffs really illustrated how a really bad special teams unit can come back to bite you. Now, again, I put more blame on Aaron Rodgers than anything for their loss in the playoffs to the Niners, but special teams absolutely had a big factor mm-hmm. into it. I think as much consistently you can get, Year after year at those special team spots, I think it's just better for your team overall. So I think those signings help there. And I think you'll see Mallette on the f- I mean, like we said, he had 40-some tackles last year and five for a loss. So, like, you'll see Mallette on the field. You'll see Killebrew on the field every once in a while. And these are guys that are familiar with the defense now. And I know it's a new defensive coordinator in Austin, but it's not like they haven't been dealing with Austin for the past several seasons. They've been in his defensive backfield for the past couple of years. So... A lot of familiarity with the system that he's probably going to want to run, and I just think that when you're probably going to have to bring in maybe another corner to be the number two guy, whether that be a rookie or whether that be um, someone in free agency that you Mm -hmm. go out and sign, if you're going to have to replace Terrell Edmonds in the draft or through free agency, I think it's better to have some stability underneath those guys, some familiarity underneath those guys as opposed to our starters have no idea how the system works, and our backups have no idea how the system exactly. works. Exactly. So what do you want us to say? You want us to say, we're going to bring in a bunch of new guys who are going to be either starters or death pieces and have no idea. I mean, Steelers fans just wanted them to go sign J.C. Jackson and go sign all the and Tyron Matthew from Kansas City. Sure. Like, that's I all they loved, want. I mean, Tyron Matthew most likely to return to Kansas City. I would have loved to have seen J.C. Jackson. We, we talked about him last week. He who signed with the Chargers, by the way. He did. The Chargers wow. now. The defense is really good. Really good. I mean, you have up front, really quickly before we get too off track, up front you have now Khalil Mack and a Bosa brother. In the secondary, you have Derwin James, Derwin James JC and J.C. Jackson. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty stacked sexy. defense, yeah. and it's the way you need to go about it because how many times did they just get in shootouts with Justin Herbert and because they couldn't right. score him? You need yeah. to fix that defense. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're that's making the, big that's moves. That's the difference, Tom. Sorry, is that the difference? Because the Chargers need to fix their defense. We know that the Steelers had, what, the 31st worst-ranked rushing defense. But a really good passing defense. But also, the Chargers had the 30th worst-ranked rushing defense because they didn't have anyone. The Steelers were just missing players because of injury, because of off-field uncontrollable issues. And does Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson really (laughs) fix that problem? It helps in the pass defense with a pass rusher and a good secondary piece, but they're going to have trouble stopping the run. Khalil Mack's not like this run-stuffing edge, so the Steelers Steelers are already have a top 10 pass defense. You get one of, if not both, Tyson Alawalu or Stephon Tua back this year, I, I don't think you sniff anywhere close to 31st worst-ranked rush defense. Do you? No, and I also think that there is another secondary piece coming because sure. you're going to lose Hayden. I think that's pretty clear. The writing's on the wall there unless something dramatic happens where he doesn't get the money that he thought he was going to get. So he comes back to Pittsburgh on a team-friendly-ish deal for a couple of seasons. So you're going to see another piece brought in, whether that be via the draft or be free agency, that's probably going to be expected to play a pretty significant role next year. Uh, still waiting to see if they bring back Witherspoon, which I think mm-hmm. that's probably a good idea because then you can at least go forward with, okay, Cam Sutton and Witherspoon are our number one and our number two. 
let's get somebody in free agency where we can kind of move that around and make one of those guys a three and have that new guy be a two or a one. So I, I think you just get Witherspoon signed, kind of the similar deals that you got Mallette and you had Killebrew signed to not that much of a bank breaker, mm-hmm. something that is going to give you a couple years of term and control over the player. And it just it just makes you have some sort of a solid piece in place before you go out and make that signing, go out and make that draft pick to really put it, I don't want to say over the top, but just really solidified into a solid unit. So I expect to see Witherspoon get signed. The one thing I'm really nervous about in that secondary is that they're letting Terrell Edmonds hit the market and he's going to test free agency. Now, it could work out for the Steelers where no one really wants this guy and he gets his price dropped dramatically. I think if they would have picked up that fifth-year option, it would have been something around like $8 million. So maybe you get him for like half that if the market's just not that great for him. But there is a chance that the market's going to be good because the team's going to look at him and say, this guy has started every game never, except for one. Yep, never misses a over game. Over four years. Always towards the top of his team as far as tackles are concerned. <laughs> Getting better, I don't want to say he's becoming a superstar, but becoming just more solid as far as an NFL player is concerned. Yeah, you picked him in the first round, and ever since then it's kind of not been that great for you guys. But maybe he just needs a little change of scenery, or maybe we already have a stud safety, which the Steelers already do, that we'd like to have Terrell Edmonds paired with. Now, if I'm the Steelers, I just would bring back Edmonds. I think, again, we just illustrated how much you're losing in that secondary. Bringing back Edmonds makes a lot of sense to me. I think you pair him with Minka Fitzpatrick for as long as you can, mm-hmm. get that chemistry going with them. Uh, remember, communication in the back end was a huge problem for the Steelers when Edmonds was a rookie and before they got Fitzpatrick. And it seems to be getting better and better and better as the years progress, as those two, excuse me, get a lot more chemistry together. So I would have, I like to see them continue on that path and, and kind of have a package deal of Edmonds and Fitzpatrick. And I'm not necessarily ready to say that Edmonds isn't going to be a borderline impact player in this league because some guys are just late bloomers. I think Bud Dupree is the one that you point at the most right. and say that's an example of a late bloomer. This year coming up would be around the same time that Bud kind of broke out for Edmonds. So I don't know if it's really the wisest thing to just let him go Unless the Steelers know something that we don't know where Colbert's kind of sniffed around and there is no real interest in Edmonds. So it's kind of like, yeah, Terrell, go ahead out there. Doesn't get as much offers as he wanted. Doesn't get the money that he wanted. And then the Steelers kind of swoop in and say, well, we'll bring you back for, say, $5 million per year then. And then they get him signed. So it is a risk, and it's a risk that might pay off. But I don't know if it's a risk that you necessarily should be taking right now. Given the the overall depth to your secondary and lack of consistency that we've seen, and the evident departure of Joe Hayden, the or rather imminent departure of Joe Hayden, I do think I'm, I agree with you that it's not what you should be doing with this specific player because at that point, the only guy that you're willing to bring back that's a legitimate starter that knows how to work with this defense overall is Megan Fitzpatrick. And that's regardless of that's regardless of his position in the secondary, whether you're talking safety or cornerback. So you only help yourself by bringing back more guys on this team. And fortunate for you, this defense is quietly a top ten pass defense, but with such names that no one really talks about league wide. That 
you should be able to say, okay, we're going to spend a little bit more because we have a little bit more cap space to bring back more of these guys. I'm not saying you have to bring back everyone, but you have the room to bring back Terrell Edmonds. And I just don't see why they're not going to do it. And I don't know if they're necessarily not going to do it. Well, but, just not going to do it but right now. With it right yeah, now. they're yeah. not doing it right now. Yeah, I think it's an unnecessary risk. I really do. And then additionally, too, they tendered the the restricted free agency deal with Marcus Allen. That's another. I mean, I know he's more so. He's becoming more of a linebacker than a safety. But, but still, I mean, he's part of that secondary. Absolutely, no doubt. And he still is. He's more of a run stopping safety, which I kind of get them bringing him back. And again, special teams guy. Just keep that continuity right. going in the special right. teams as long as they're cheap enough to so keep So they're them bringing there. back a lot of pieces. It's just questionable why they're not bringing back Terrell Edmonds, why they're not trying to bring him back now, why they haven't made the effort to do so already. There's been moves on the offensive line front for your Steelers as well, one in-house re-signing and another free agent signing on uh, the first day of the legal tampering period for your Steelers internally. Chukwuma Okorafor has signed a three-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers worth $29.25 million deal after his two years starting for the team. Uh, cap hit this first year is only about $4 million. Not so a it's lot. really a not bad of, at all. A lot of people were saying the, the typical Steelers fandom preaching of, come on, of all the people you're going to bring back, you're going to bring back Chukes? I kind of get it. I think that that was one guy we thought— Unless they went out and really loved this tackle on the free agency market and wanted to break the bank for him, I, I always kind of thought that Chooks was going to be the guy that they brought back. And it's only $4 million against your cap. Now, it goes up to $11 million the next year and $13 million the year after that, but the Steelers have a chance to get out of the deal mm-hmm. before it gets to that point. If Chooks, So it's kind of like a prove-it deal for Chooks, but... It's not like I proved it, now I re-enter negotiations. It's just, I proved it, give me my $11 million, give me my $13 million, give me starting range money as far as my salary is concerned. So I love the deal for the Steelers. I think it's another team kind of friendly deal where he's playing next year as the starter mm-hmm. on a $4.1 million cap hit. If he's terrible, you just move on from him. You don't really eat that much dead cap. If he's great, Fantastic. $11 million cap hit next year. I'll take that every day of the week for a really good right tackle in the NFL. So, again, I think it's just more of the Steelers front office putting themselves in a win-win situation when it comes to this guy and just really smart contracts being given out by Kevin Colbert, by Brendan Hunt, by Omar Khan. I think all of these guys, the brain trust in there is just using their money so well and they've never really had this much money to use before so I guess there was a part of you that was like well I hope they just don't go buck wild even though you knew that would never happen but they are spending it and they're spending it smartly and I think that's huge I think that's the biggest part is that they're not just just throwing the money at the wall to say okay I need this piece I need this piece and and here you go we kind of heard and we we could expect based off history of this team that they're not ever going to be the team to say, oh, because we have this much cap space, that means we have to use all of it. They're not the L.A. Rams. They're not willing to spend every dollar they have. They're not willing to to themselves of every draft pick they have for the future just to bring in a couple of guys to win right now. They are a consistently long-term thinking team, and this Chooks deal is extremely evident of that. You bring him in, you, you you bring him back, only $4 million against your cap, and yes, that number will grow, but 
it doesn't mean that they have to pay him that money. It's just if they retain him for that time, they can. Now, the new face on the offensive line, Mason Cole, signed to a three-year deal. He played for the Vikings and the Cardinals before coming to Pittsburgh now. Let's Uh, not forget. Another young years old. And let's not forget who has been one of the best running backs in the league for the last couple of years. Dalvin Cook, maybe? Yeah, I like what you're saying there, but he only played seven games for the Vikings last year because he got an elbow injury that landed on injury Do you know what game he did play? What play? He did play against the Steelers really? where, they, where they ran for 200-plus yards, yards in the first half alone. He has started 32 of 46 career games with the Arizona Cardinals before he was traded to the Vikings last year. He started in seven games, including that Steelers game that you were mentioning at, including three of them at right guard. So they've moved him around a little bit on that offensive He's not line. just a, def- a, a definitive guard, a definitive center. People probably hearing, oh, but he ended last season on injured reserve because of the elbow injury, and they're worried because, oh, boy, we've done that before, getting Trey Turner back who was coming off of a bad injury. Right. Well, Trey Turner's in his mid-30s. This guy's 25 years old. Right. So he's probably going to be able to rehab from that elbow a lot more effectively than Trey Turner did with his knee. Plus an elbow is probably a little bit easier to rehab than a knee. Well, you got to use that elbow a lot when you're blocking, especially mm-hmm. at the, uh, in the offensive line in the NFL. But... I think what this does is it at least brings in a pretty established center in the NFL, someone that is comfortable playing that position and gives you the flexibility to move Kendrick Green over to right guard and get out of there with Trey Turner. I I think the Steelers' offensive line for 2021 is complete. Already? Yes. I think it's going to be Dan Moore at the left tackle spot, Dotson at left guard, Cole at center, Right Green. guard Kendrick Green yep. and Chooks at the right tackle. I think we have our offensive line, and now it's just adding pieces now to supplement the Now it's doing exactly what Kevin Colbert expressed he wanted to do last year, going out and get that one more veteran piece. So is that enough changeover in your mind, just one piece alternated in? A Trey well, Turner know. out, a know. Mason Cole in? I don't know if, if the one guy who has yet to be brought in, the, do you think he's not going to start? Who, Mason the, Cole? No, no, no. I meant the the second veteran that Colbert wants to bring in for the offensive line, right? He has expressed that he wants to bring in multiple. So I think there's still a possibility you go out and you get another piece on the offensive line. I don't necessarily think because you didn't do it on by March 15th at 10.30 in the morning that he's not going to be the starter. I think that's possible, but I really just have a, a hunch that this so, is it. That this is, is it because Dan Moore impressed the hell out of you? Yes. I thought Moore and Dotson were pretty much Dotson, solid Dotson, locks. you know, yeah. was going to get the start. Cole, you can assume right now, just based off of his experience, is going to get the center And why would you sign, you sign him to right. Yeah. Green, you need to move to guard just to get him comfortable in some position. And Chooks, you've had at that position right tackle for what the last each of the last three years each of the last two years uh two years he's been the starter there so there you go or, so he's, yeah you can just have cole and green battle it out in camp and whoever loses Maybe. goes to right guard because they both have experience sure. playing guard but i do think that the next guy you bring in has we'll a, have chance a chance to, to concede maybe chooks if you do bring in a tackle yeah i don't know if they will go after a tackle though because they've already expressed that they're going to bring 
they want Zach Banner back and that Colbert right. talked about how Banner could have a bigger role and yada, yada, yada. So it feels like he's going to be that third tackle on the team, uh, probably go back to his old folk hero days of being the reporting eligible receiver when they go jumbo package. But, yeah, I don't know if they're really going to look for that right tackle to come in and really push Chooks or look for another guard to come in and push the Dotsons and the Greens of the world. Like, I just feel to me that this is the line. Maybe they draft a rookie in the second round, and then that rookie just becomes so great that he has to be the starter. Maybe. But I feel like the only they'll add maybe another veteran or two via free agency in the second or third wave to kind of add depth. And I think they'll use a, a high draft pick on an offensive lineman as well. So that, but that I don't know my... if they have plans for any of those guys to break into the starting lineup. Now, they might just because they win the battle, but I just don't know if that's their plan. Even though the Steelers went out and re-signed Chooks, they went out and got Cole, you still would like to see them use the Steelers, use one of their first two-round draft picks on an offensive lineman. No. You think that's changed now? I would rather use their first pick on a defensive lineman now. I I'm think. saying one of the first. Oh two. yeah, yeah. I think you still do. Probably, first round probably or lean round. towards the second round now because of this signing. I would move towards get that defensive lineman in the first round. Even though we, Steelers fans love Najee Harris, love Pat Frymuth, you can't wait till the third round like he did last year. With, no, I would take him in the Green. second round probably just to just to have a talented guy there that maybe doesn't start this year, but next year becomes a starter at a position. So, yeah, I'd still take your offensive lineman in the first or second round, but I would lean towards the second round now more. I think I think defensive lineman is the is the move now in the first round. I, I think that that is the nailed on what they're going to end up doing, what they should do as well, is take that defensive lineman in the first round, offensive lineman in the second round, and then third round, do what you want. You want to pick a linebacker, you want to pick a wide receiver, I don't care. But as long as you pick those linemen in the first two rounds, I think you're good. I think that's a solid draft strategy. Sure. Now, when it comes to what they're going to do as far as other positions in free agency, do you expect more signings at maybe the linebacker spot, maybe another defensive back? Do you think that they might bring in a defensive lineman? Uh, I know I really want to see them bring a running back in, Uh, a veteran running back that you can get kind of cheap to back up Najee Harris because I just don't think Benny Snell – has what it takes to cut the mustard in this league, even as just the number two guy. So that's the next signing I'd like to see. A veteran running back who's only got another year or two left in the tank, sign him to a one-year deal, bring him in on like maybe a one-year, three- or four-million-dollar deal, and just have him be Najee's backup and tell him, hey, you're just a backup. You are here just to supplement Najee's carries and take some of the workload off of his plate. Now, I don't know how much of that workload will be taken off of his plate because Tomlin loves to ride his thoroughbreds right into the ground, Mm -hmm. but it's got to be at least a little bit less of a workload than it was in his rookie season because – you're going to run the tires off of this young man very, very quickly, especially with all of the punishing hits he had to take and shake off his rookie year just to gain, just to get back to the line of scrimmage. So I would love to see saving those legs up a little bit, saving his body a little bit by adding a veteran running back. You've seen some running backs already go. Our good friend James Conner re-signed with the Arizona Cardinals. His uh, former Chase Edmonds yeah, is now Chase the starter Edmonds. in Miami as they signed him. Both those guys signed deals that were is probably he a little be a starter over uh, Miles Gaskin. I would think so. I Either think way, it's a, it's good, a very good one-two punch yeah, they right. have there now. I would say that the Steelers; those guys were a little pricey for the Steelers. I mean, I think that that's more of an upper tier. Those guys are 
maybe not starters, but they're guys that teams are hoping will be starters. I'm looking for someone that's in the very, very backup, like a like a Sony Michelle. So just okay, someone so that's just there are, not there are really... three names really at the running back position, and then kind of everybody else just really like third string, fourth string guys. It's Leonard Fournette, it's Sony Michelle, and it's Melvin Gordon the third. So I think we can all expect with Brady's return to Tampa, Leonard Fournette will opt to return to Tampa to chase another ring. Sony Michelle, given his t- short tenure with the Rams, but effective tenure with the Rams, I think his market is going to be a little higher. Mm-hmm. And Melvin Gordon, who's never been bad and always effective, but getting older, I think Melvin Gordon may be the guy that you're best suited to pursue just because he kind of Sony Michelle just won a, a ring with the Rams. Yeah, and, and I don't know if they could have done it without him. I'm sure they could have, but he was a big part once whenever Cam Akers went down. And Gordon's kind of got that experience of being the second fiddle, not like on purpose because he came into the league he's as a just, starter last he's year. He's just had. But Javante Williams passed him. Well, for not only year. that, his time in. L.A. or his time with San Diego at the time. I think they were the char- San Diego at the time, yeah. You know who his teammate was in the backfield? Austin, Austin Eckler. Eckler, yeah. He's just had very, very good teammates. He, got, he was the starter first, and then Eckler came and on the scene. And then the Chargers decided like to say, him. we want to move forward with Eckler rather than Gordon. Same thing with the Broncos now. Right. We want to move forward with Javante Williams, which is extremely the right choice. I can't blame them because he was, he was the second the best se- rookie right. in the class this year right. and, and already a top 15 running back probably in the NFL. Yeah, he's great. Runs hard like not. I mean, he won, he won angry runs, I think, once if not twice this past year on, on Good Morning Football. But I think because—so Leonard Fournette, I think you can say that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. He's going to be a starter somewhere. So Actually, I Leonard Fournette's going back say, to Tampa now because of the new news. That's yeah. what I just said. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I, and I think— because of the year he had, it would. I think Sony Michelle has to thank Cam Akers for going down because Mark maybe I'm a starter somewhere now, huh? Maybe I'm a starter. I think he is going to be a starter somewhere, but I think because of that the market on him is really high. I don't know if the Steelers are going to want to spend that much money on a backup running back. No, I think Melvin Gordon is your best option, but. The market on Melvin Gordon, just because of name recognition, could also be high. I just don't want to do it through the draft because I feel like if you draft a running back the in the fifth is, round, in the in the sixth round, it's just going to be Benny Snell again. The and problem is, it's really those three guys, and there's no one else out there. You're right. I mean, that's that's all that they really have to to pick from the litter on. Maybe someone gets moved on from in a training camp. Yeah, maybe I don't know. there's someone like that. Maybe you go out and you sign Le'Veon Bell to come back and it's just wow. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you were paying attention to see if you're a face for the day. But maybe there's just a guy that ends up becoming a free agent before training camp because the team just doesn't have enough on the spot and they cut him and the Steelers can swoop in at the midnight hour and take him. Like, I don't need a guy to be there for all of camp or learn the system. I just need a guy to take five carries a game away from Najee Harris. Is that so much to ask? And Maybe the front office thinks that Benny Snell can be that guy. I, I just have to disagree with that, if that's their assessment. I, I have not seen anything from him that could say he is. No, I, I agree with you as well. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Always fun talking about this free agency frenzy as it relates to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great that the Steelers are really active as far as this early free agency period is concerned. Definitely. Hopefully they keep making some signings and give us some more stuff to talk about. But there's no shortage of stuff to talk about when it comes to the NFL. So we'll get a look around the league next on our next episode of the Steelers Standard. 
For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman. Thanks, as always, for listening to us on this episode, and we will talk to you next time.